to the Humanity Church Podcast, a place where meaningful conversations around living by faith, being known by love, and becoming a voice of hope are shared with the world every week. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and will join us live on Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, online or at the historic Fox Theater in beautiful downtown Pomona. We also host humanity groups that meet all throughout the city and online to continue the conversation and support you in your ongoing spiritual journey. Find one near you by visiting humanitychurch.com. If you would like to financially support this podcast or the ongoing work at Humanity Church, you can text any donation amount to 84321 and give directly from your phone. Now, here's this week's podcast. Dear 2022, you a little angry. My name is Marla Neighbor, and I'm our Connections Pastor here at Humanity Church. I get to talk about anger today. Yes, it's the best. You don't have to be mandated to anger management classes right now to know that anger gets the best of you sometimes. Sneaks up on you, comes out. You know, every, uh, I don't wanna say every, I put myself in this category, but parents, spouses, bosses, how many of you have said, I've tried everything and the only thing that works is yelling, so I might as well just skip all the other steps and just stick to the yelling because that's what you know, gets everyone out of tension and gets them to actually do what you ask them to do. I have yet to meet anyone who likes to be honked at. Anyone? You are a rare breed. Uh, anyone ir- irritated with your boss, your coworker? You feel like they wake up in the morning and they think to themselves, how can I make your life miserable? And then they show up at work and they succeed and they annoy you and they irritate you constantly. Or a roommate or family member who just can't wash that dish and it just gets under your skin every time. Or maybe being cut off on the road. I've seen some of you on your way to church. Don't lie. Or maybe you just see it pop up with your greatest pet peeves when someone's talking too long or someone interrupts you because you're talking too long and it just rises up in you. Or maybe you are angry at your situation in life. You are angry at the cards you have been dealt. You are angry at the health you have. You are angry at the people who have wronged you. Or maybe you're just really angry at yourself. Angry that you're not the person who you're supposed to be. Angry that you're not doing the things that you're supposed to do. Just angry. I just confessed to my husband last night because I had to share this publicly today. (laughs) That I was like, honey, do you remember few years ago when Colin was a baby, our little guy was a baby, and Jackson, our other son, older son, was one. Do you remember when that chair broke? We had to replace it. And he was like, yeah, I sat on it, it broke. I was like, well, actually, I broke it, and I just haven't told you. I broke it out of anger one day. I found myself, I mean, back, back then, even now, I mean, I would not say I'm an angry person, you know, in general, I'm, I mean, I'm good mom, good wife, I love people, I do my thing, and I have these 
flashes of anger sometimes. And I remember in that moment back then, all the details aren't clear. It was a little uh, seeing red, you know, kind of fuzzy. It was a little fuzzy. And who knows what it was. I was probably angry about my life rhythm being interrupted. I was probably angry because my, my value of what I do was taken away because I wasn't working and I was just a milk machine. I know, it's a gift, I know, but in that moment, it didn't feel like it. And probably just heard one scream too many and I took that chair and I slammed it down on the ground, busted it, and then let my husband take the credit for it later. <laughs> but why? Why do we do it? It feels good. It feels good in the moment, right? I mean, it feels like a little dopamine kickback where you're like, okay, I'm in control. I am winning. I am in power right now, usually over another person. But the truth is, while it may feel that way, that in that moment, you are absolutely the most out of control person in the room. And that does render you powerless. Anger is often described as something that just comes over you. You know, came over me, uh, almost like we're possessed. Like we get possessed by anger, like we have no choice. Like, like it just takes over. Like I, I just was watching myself do X, Y, Z, or you have all these reasons. I was seeing red, I couldn't control myself. It's not like the law of gravity. You don't have to be drawn in to that anger. And think about it, when you're angry, you can't think straight. You suddenly lose all resource. You can't think of any other possibility except for this one decision in the moment. And then you become an invitation for retaliation because anger by nature just invites more anger from the other side. So throughout the scriptures, both the Old and New Testament, I had a really good time, honestly. It was very fascinating looking through all of the examples in scripture of anger, times when God was angry, times when Jesus was angry at the religious elite, times when God was speaking about anger, times when people in the scriptures were angry, and it really boiled down to this one singular theme that just kind of flowed through all of the text if you pull it all together at its whole. Be slow to anger. Be slow to anger. So we're gonna focus on one verse that embodies that theme around this topic and see what God has to say in it. And this is a scripture that is sometimes quoted but little believed. But if lived out, it could create allies out of adversaries. It would bind families together. It would give you creative problem-solving possibilities that you didn't see otherwise. It would create trust and it would make you a much more powerful person in your own life, in your homes, and in your workplaces. Proverbs 16, verse 32, 
I'm gonna read this a couple of times so we can take a second with this scripture. One who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and one who rules his spirit than one who captures a city. One who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and one who rules his spirit than one who captures a city. So this, this scripture and all the ones tied to it are making it clear that you can rule your spirit. It is possible. And what that means is that with God's help and wisdom, that you can have total power and authority over your thoughts, over your behaviors, and over your emotions, even anger. Now, it doesn't mean those emotions are bad or that we need to eliminate anger because they ha anger has a purpose. It was created for a reason. It only means that you will have the opportunity to choose them, to choose to have them when you have the power to be able to use God's wisdom with that anger in the moment or with whatever is going on for you in the moment and you have it, it doesn't have you. You're the one in charge. A couple days ago, I was so excited because we've got a kindergartner now, and then we've got my little guys going into preschool, call him, and we had them all worked up about it because we were talking it up for two months. You're gonna go to a school, gonna be awesome, you're gonna learn things. You know, he's all excited. So we're, we're just kind of slowly feeding him all this information. We talked to the guy who heads up the preschool program the day before. And up until this point, mind you, we've called about 30 times and we've gotten maybe two calls back and they was like, just show up, just show up on the first day. I'm like, okay. So we show up on the first day. Colin's got his backpack on. He was all excited. He put his own hair gel in. We go to the school. We're like, where is everyone? Why are all the doors locked? And we go to the office and they say, oh, yeah, uh, those had start, because you know, it's separate from the actual school district. We heard that they weren't starting until mid-September. And I was like, you say what? You say what now? for my little baby child who's like, yay, mommy, I'm going to school. And I'm like, sorry, honey, it's gonna be a month. How long is that, 30 days? No, you know. Then I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not having this. I am not having this. So I marched myself to the child development office, which I spent most of my day. And the whole way I'm driving there, I am like, ooh, Lord, I got this reason, I got this to say, I got that to say, I got, things gonna happen. Things are gonna go down in this office. So I get there. First person I talk to is the guy we talked to on the phone. I'm like, can you march out Mr. So-and-so to me so I can have a conversation with him? And he lies to my face and says, oh yeah, I called you yesterday and I told you that they weren't having it. And I'm like, hmm, can you give me your supervisor? 
supervisor comes, tells me, oh yeah, there's no other possibility. We can't get him into any school. And I'm like, hmm, can you give me your supervisor? And so next supervisor comes out after I've already witnessed a conversation between her and this other woman that did not go well. I mean, it was practically a skirmish where no physical exchange was happening. And thank God for deep breathing and for Jesus. Because in that short time between person one, two, and three, God told me three things. One, he said, this woman is my favorite person. He tells me that all the time when I'm about to get angry at somebody. This is my favorite person. Watch yourself. This is my favorite, my favorite child. Second, he said, uh, do you wanna get results? Because this anger is not gonna be the thing that does it. Number three, I said to myself, I am gonna walk out of here with integrity. And integrity for me means I say all the things, I ask all the things, I do all the things, but I do it as if I'm speaking to someone who is a child of God, who is a creation of the creator of the universe, who's over there on the other side of me. That all happened in three minutes. And this woman comes to me, and I am telling you, it is the Holy Spirit, because if I was in charge, this is not how I would have shown up. And by the end of this, she skipped her lunch break. She went around to nine different people. She found the one and only possibility that would make Colin get into school the next day. And we were literally hugging and jumping together <laughs> in the office. And I thought, you know, even if I didn't get that result, which, thank you, Lord, but even if I didn't, I was like getting, I was getting angry on behalf of people I'd never met. I was like, what are people gonna do that don't have childcare, who can't do it? And, and God was just like, this is my child. What results do you want? Let's go in with wisdom. And it changed the entire outcome. Part of following Jesus, all of following Jesus, is you not always have, getting to have your way. You not always needing to have your way because anger demands a loss from the other side. It demands that someone has to pay. It demands that someone or something is to blame. And that spirit of anger that seems to take on a life of its own and just comes over us, it demands that you give it a sacrifice. And most of the sacrifice that it often demands is that integrity that's in your soul and the relationships that you are engaged in. That is what you are trading when you allow and indulge and sit in the anger and feed that spirit that you're getting your kickbacks from in the moment. Jesus declared that his sacrifice on the cross, his requirement for redemptive sacrifice was finished the moment that he was raised from the dead. For all of human history, he demands no redemptive sacrifice at all other than the receiving of the one he already did. And it's a good thing that Jesus is an option because when we indulge in anger, when we feed that spirit, it 
tears a little bit at this friendship, tears a little bit at this marriage, and then it demands more and more and more until you realize that in those moments where you gave it a little inch and you gave it another inch, one of those times where you just chose the quick fix of dopamine because you felt like you were in control or had the power, it's led to an irritability, a hopelessness, a persistent frustration. For some of you, it has led to a boiling up of rage that is always right there under the surface and you have no idea who or when or how it is going to set off. Anger demands that you give the best parts of yourself. But Jesus, he will never ask for that kind of sacrifice. He will only ask that you give up your need to be right and that you follow him so that you can have his wisdom when engaging with others and the things that you are clearly passionate about so that you can not only elevate your own life, but you will in that moment elevate all the other lives around you. So I have a couple of questions. If you haven't yet been here for this awesome series called Dear 2022, what we're gonna do here in a moment is we're gonna split up into groups of two or three, two or three, and you're just gonna answer a couple of questions together. You can go as deep or not as you choose, it's up to you. And so if you're alone or if you're with someone and you see someone alone, please do the kind thing and take a look around and, and pair up with people so that everyone's got a partner or two. And here's the two questions for five minutes that I would like you to consider together out loud with your people. One is take some guts, name an area of your life or a person in your life P.S. If you're sitting with them, feel free to move around the room. <laughs> or use this as an opportunity. Name an area of your life or a person in your life where you most often lose control of your responses. You just notice that you're a little more unhinged, a little more less filtered with this individual or with this situation that comes across your path. And then what would you have to give up in order to gain ground in your responses in those moments? Might have to give up being right, might have to give up your pride, might have to give up a sense of control. What for you would you have to give up in order to gain ground in your responses in those moments with that person or that situation. We're gonna put five minutes on the clock, divide up into groups of two or three. Questions will be on the screen. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope that it was a meaningful experience and look forward to having you listen in next week for another conversation from the heart and soul of Humanity Church. You can find more information about our community at www.humanitychurch.com.